Guys, have you ever wanted to organize an event? Do you know what makes an event successful? What if you could organize luxury events and art exhibits for a living? Wouldn't that be so much fun? Today we're talking to Isabella Switten, owner of Defile Events in Switzerland, and we'll hopefully find out what it takes to run an event. One, two, three. Hola, hello everyone. It's your host, Sabrina, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, where we'll talk about everything from travel, dating, to expat life, and everything in between. With new guests and topics each week, we'll get advice, some insights, and talk about things I'm pretty sure you've all experienced at one point or another. Sometimes all we really want to know is why, what does it mean, and am I the only one? See, I felt alone many times in my life, but I've gotten through it all by having my friends at my side. So I want you to think of me as your new best friend. We'll laugh together and maybe even overthink a little, but we'll have a damn good time at it all. So get ready, guys, because here we go. Hi, Sabrina. I'm very happy to be here and speaking with you. Yeah, it's great. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about why I decided to do this on a fashion topic, and then I'm actually going to introduce you. So let's go ahead. Guys, today we're going to talk about fashion and actually, more accurately, fashion shows and art exhibits. But before I get into that, I want to tell you about where my love for fashion came from. So as a kid, I always wanted to be a model. I just loved the glamorous life, you know, that came with it, the trips, the money and everything. I had the height for it, but I was never super skinny enough to be one. So that quickly died down. And fast forward a couple of years later, and along came The Devil Wears Prada. And this might be super cliche, but I was hooked and decided that I wanted to do exactly that. My role model was Anna Wintour, and I was obsessed with the world. So I studied it and worked enough in enough fashion brands to know that I loved it, but more like a hobby. And I didn't necessarily want to be a part of the working world of fashion. But that, guys, is a story for another day. I promise I'll do an episode on that. So back to our topic. The part I found the most appealing was fashion shows and their organization. And so through the Boss Babe Society, which I've told you previously about, I met Isabella. And when I found out she actually organizes shows for a living, I absolutely had to have her on so I could ask her all of your, actually my, burning questions on what it's like to own a creative agency. So Isabella, welcome to Pretty Sure. I'm so excited to have you here and I can't wait to hear your story. So please tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, Sabrina. Hello, everyone. I'm, as I said before, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. And so regarding my story, my journey is long and <laughs> full of different episodes. That makes because, the best stories. Yes, because I have lived in um, several countries and I pursued actually different careers in my life. But I will make it a bit brief and I will focus more on the fashion industry and art because I know that's the subject that you are very interested in. <laughs> yes. So my adventure with the fashion world started actually when I was 15 years old mm -hmm. and when my first photo shoot was featured in a girl's teen magazine. So that's how it started. And after I was working full-time as a model, I, I was featured in different magazines like Glamour, Cosmopolitan, and Walk wow. the Catwalks in Milan, Berlin, Warsaw, among others. But I think that at that point, modeling and fashion was, wasn't really my dream. I was more, I wanted to obtain a degree in history of art and own my gallery. So I was, I was working in fashion, but really didn't 
think that I can make a future out of it. I thought mm-hmm. I need a, like a solid degree. And that's why I studied art history. Wow. Yes. But what happened is that that fashion was always in my life. Somehow it was, <laughs> I couldn't really stop it. So even yeah. when I was a student, I was still uh, working as a model and at some point also owned my art gallery. So like wow. really all the dreams came true. So that was really, really nice. But after I graduated from university, I decided I want to... I want to live abroad and I want to explore the world and just see what's out there. And that's when I moved to Sweden, then to Gibraltar and Spain. Wow. Uh, Yes. And when I arrived to Gibraltar, I actually took a break from fashion industry and focused on different career. For example, I actually opened a restaurant or I was... Yes. (laughs) Or I was also involved in a telecommunication startup and really developed as a manager, as a leader. So it was completely different world, more corporate. And uh, so what happened is that after a while, we we moved to Switzerland and I've, I just took a time and I thought like, what do I want to do? What, what is it that I love? And everything was just showing that, yes, it's fashion. That's when I actually opened my first fashion company, which was a fashion brand. Ah. Yes. So I co-founded a fashion brand together with my friend. And our idea was to create sustainable brand for like ultra feminine women. And we were creating limited edition of dresses. So this was my first really business which I in fashion that I started it was really amazing experience and I got to travel around Europe and organize fashion shows of my brand and this is how other people other brands were like oh Isabella could you also organize similar fashion show for for me for Mm -hmm. my brand and with time I just started to organize more fashion show for other brands that I was focusing on my brand. Yeah. So this is how my second company started, which is Defile Events, the one you know. Yeah. So it all came really naturally for my experience yeah. because in Defile Events, I combine it all, my long my my experience as a model, mm-hmm. but as well as a fashion designer, and I know what what the brand wants to show, how they want to present those things. Also, my manager experience and my art. So it's all really came together, and it's yeah, something like that it. I that I really love. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And when you are actually when you created your fashion brand, were you the one designing or how did that go? And did you ever learn how to design or was it just something you kind of already had within you? I never learned how to design. Initially, I was the one creating everything. But Mm -hmm. apart from designing, I was just giving my thoughts and opinion to the designers. But with time, what happened, I've realized that I can design just by myself. And I was the one who created the last collection, all designs. But of course, I needed help with realization of them. (laughs) But I've learned by myself how to do it because maybe of my art experience and I know how to paint, I know how to draw. I think it all helped me and I never learned how to do it. I just did it. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's amazing. I feel like it also helped when you were a model and you could kind of, you know, like you were actually wearing the clothes. And so you kind of know how it drapes and stuff, right? Yes, exactly. I think being a model is really helping in many, many different fashion activities. Yeah. Because presentation of the clothes is also very important. Definitely. So how did you actually get into fashion? Because I know you said it all started when you appeared in your first magazine, but was it something that you always wanted to do? Did it kind of just like find you or how, how did that whole thing start? Initially, it was, I think, a pure accident, a coincidence because mm -hmm. I've always, since I was young, I was quite tall and everyone <laughs> was always saying, oh, Isabella, you're tall and beautiful. You should be a model. So it was even my teachers and my family members. I never really thought about that, but I sent the pictures to the magazine and that's how it started. It wasn't my passion from the beginning, but I think it just developed into one quite quickly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. That's amazing. Um, and so now that you do fashion shows, so I'm going to split this question into two because obviously mm -hmm. I can imagine a fashion show and an art event is very different. So what actually goes into organizing, first of all, a fashion show? Like what are the elements you have to consider that maybe people don't think about? Mm -hmm. Well, first, I would say it's a question that requires a really long answer because it's it's very... <laughs> Complex. It's a complex, complex subject, yes. But just to make it short, I would say it really requires uh, good organization skills, mm -hmm. also knowledge about the client and the audience, because obviously we are doing something for the client and, and the audience. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of, I would say, creativity and also different resources. So, okay. yes. And then what's the difference between organizing a fashion show and an art exhibit or a luxury event, for example? Like, do they have similarities or is it a completely different I think for world? me, uh, just organization events, it's a similar uh, process for all of them. But of course, the creation is different. So when it's fashion show, you present clothing. The audience is different. With art, the same. Uh, you need to attract the right audience. And as well, it's a bit more, I think, even more sophisticated. And you really have to narrow it down a lot with the art. Uh, fashion events are, I would say most common for me. I've done, I think, more fashion events last year than fashion shows. They're a okay. bit easier to be organized and the audience is a bit less complicated to gather. So it's also very beautiful. Fashion events are very be beautiful events. I love them <laughs> because they also require a lot of creativity. But I think yeah. for me, out of these three, uh, they're mm -hmm. the easiest to organize. Hmm, that's interesting. So what is the first thing you absolutely do before trying to organize? Like, what is the first thing once a client says, hey, I want you to organize something? Like, what's the first thing mm -hmm. that you do and that so, comes to mind? Mm -hmm. So I would need to meet with the client and really listen to him mm -hmm. and find out what is it that he wants to achieve? What is mm -hmm. it that he wants to show? What are his objectives, ideas? And whatever I create, I always like design the event or the fashion show for that, knowing this. Uh, so there is no like a one template that I use. It's mm -hmm. each person and the client is different. So it's all started, as you said, the first step I need to yeah. meet and I need to 
really listen, listen to what the client would love to achieve. Definitely. I agree with that. And so what is the hardest thing about working in the luxury or fashion industry now that you've had so many years in it? Mm. Oh, so I think with this industry is it takes time to really stay up to the date because mm -hmm. stay up to date because this industry really changes rapidly. It has many trends, many innovations. And for example, there are like four collections a year or two plus resort, mm -hmm. different collections. So it's really, you need to stay up to date. You need to know what's going on, see many, many collections and also know production, also know the, the sourcing. So mm -hmm. I think it's this, the hardest is just to really stay up to date and do a lot of research and homework. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get that. I can relate to that. Where do you actually find the inspiration for everything you do? Let's start uh, with fashion, for example. Mm -hmm. I think I will actually say that I, I do find inspiration, whether for fashion or art or content creation, in all in the same area. So I mostly mm -hmm. look for inspiration during my travels or during the fashion weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially in Milan, I do love Italian way of being and La Dolce Vita. And I usually get a lot of inspirations when I'm there. Mm -hmm. I'm also inspired by more simple things or just like art piece or or a beautiful photo I've seen somewhere on Pinterest or, or Instagram. So it's really depending. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so is it because this is a question I've always wondered, you know how they say some musicians can see the music, you know, in like colors and it just comes to them. So when you see an object. Or something that you like. How do you draw the inspiration from that? Do you immediately see like, oh, this could be the color I'm going to use or this is going to be like the main inspiration? Like, how does it go? I think with my my creative process, it really depends on uh, mm -hmm. on things. Sometimes it's just a smell or just like a feeling. And then my creativity goes wild and just <laughs> I just have these images coming up so I would really say it depends sometimes it's just like the color as you said I, I see something and I really love this color or just just I don't know the taste even it's it's really difficult to say where where it comes from it just happens and it's a moment that's fascinating <laughs> <laughs> And I know from looking up your website and your Instagram that Defile Events is also a model agency. So how does that actually work and what is it like to be a model agency? So this is actually Defile Events agency. Model agency is a little bit different than uh, a normal model agency because I actually created that part of my activities. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to have my own models for the fashion shows and events that I organize. So I mostly choose models that I have in a portfolio. And when I speak with the clients, I already show the models I've been working with. So it's really a little bit different uh, view on a model agency. It's not just to send my models to different clients. I do it sometimes, but I mostly use that portfolio for my own events and fashion shows, like in-house model agency. Mm -hmm. And so what actually goes into scout scouting models? Like how, how do you choose a model, for example, the ones that you have in your portfolio? 
of course, I have my requirements when it comes to the heights, the beauty, but also how the woman walk. I do not focus on age. For that, it doesn't matter because actually more and more clients actually wants to have models in different age and even more mature. So I... I do organize once or twice a year a small casting where I scout new faces, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't do it as often as normal model agencies and what I was used to when I was a model. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's a little bit different in this case. Okay. And how has the experience changed you having lived through it? Like, have you implemented stuff you learned from going to castings yourself or how has it changed now being on the other side? Of course, the whole industry changed so much since I was working because I started to work over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And right now, industry really shifts. It's more about being Instagram famous and mm-hmm. and also models are less and less naturals, like at, uh, when I started to work, we even have to sign sometimes that we will not have any plastic surgeries <laughs> in the contract. So now I think this this really changed. And being on the other side, it's it's great for me because I also understand the models. I know mm-hmm. they have to wake up early and they're already tired or they need to have some snacks ready or things that normal people don't often think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I really look at it as well from the model's perspective. And they usually say that they love to work with me because I really understand <laughs> only because I've, I leave that. I have the same experience. Yeah, definitely. It changes. So it's more like humanizing. That's great. And what has actually been your favorite experience so far doing what you do? Like working as a model or working in your own agency? What has been the favorite story you can tell us? Oh, so there has been many, many stories and it's really hard to say uh, and choose one. But from more recent experience, I absolutely adore creating fashion shows. And I've been lucky to organize already a few fashion shows with Tesla Motors. And Mm. that was really amazing experience. And I was supposed to organize another fashion show in Zurich in July. It has been moved and I really hope it's going to take soon but yeah so organizing fashion show with brand like that is just really amazing for me and it's something that I I'm really happy and excited about yeah and did you ever think you were going to own your own creative agency or was that never part of your plans my initial part of the plans was always being independent and having my own businesses Mm -hmm. I've just I just had this quality since I was very young, even uh, on different like uh, psychology tests in high school. They were like, oh, she's so independent. She <laughs> uh, so so that was something that I always knew. I prefer that I have my experience in the corporate world, as I was briefly telling you about. Mm-hmm. So I did also work on that side. But I always knew I want to own something. I thought mm-hmm. it would be more an art gallery. I own it when I was still in Poland during university. However, now I just I just adore mixing the different experiences and yeah. and um, so, so it kind of just like happened. You mm-hmm. didn't plan to have it a just creative happened. Agent. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Everything in life, what I was doing, just kind of came together, and 
And then it just <laughs> happened. I was like, oh, this yeah. is brilliant. I I love all the aspects of that job. And it's actually a work. So it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing when that happens. And so what is it that you actually love from fashion and from art separately? Like what's your favorite thing about fashion and what's your favorite thing about art? So first I have to say that these both industries are just something that I really love and it's mm -hmm. like hard to say which one for example I would like more because mm -hmm. obviously right now I work in fashion however mm -hmm. art is very present in my life I use it in my private life in my home and yeah. uh, also like when I create content for the brands or think about the fashion show and the theme it's there so when you ask me what's the favorite part in each industry yes yeah yeah mm. It's a, like, what do you love the most about fashion? What do you love the most about art? Because they both actually gave me the same feelings of something beautiful, mm -hmm. something that is to admire mm -hmm. and just think about that. Okay. So something it's kind deeper. Of like, <laughs> so it's kind of like the emotion that they both yes. bring to you. Yes. Hmm. That's a very interesting way of looking at it. I like it. And also, I know from reading about you, you're a mom. How has that changed the way you, first of all, run your business? And second of all, how you see life? Like, has that changed you in some way? Oh, yes. <laughs> a lot. Uh, a lot, a lot. So I would say everything has changed since I became a mom. And I like to call myself a mompreneur. Because, I love that. Yes, because I... I love being mom and entrepreneur and I just combine it around it. I, mm -hmm. I just try to have both equally present in my life. So it's not that I disappear from the house for all day. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I try to organize things so I'm uh, equally mom and a business owner. So this is really nice. I even sometimes take my son to business meetings or he's somewhere on my Skype call when oh. the babysitter can't come. I think it's something that women should do and shouldn't Definitely. be and should support that because this is who we are. We are very often a mom and and we should uh, really just focus on that. Uh, but how it changed also, it gave me more purpose in life. Uh, mm -hmm. I just feel like whatever I do, I also want to make my son proud in the future. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be the best mom, woman and uh, business owner that I can. So yeah. he's going to be proud of me one oh. day. And it really gave me a lot of purpose, I must say. Of course, it also has different sides. Yes, we need to find time for ourselves. It's not so yeah. easy. We need to balance and it's not so easy really balancing everything with child. Yeah. We can't travel so much or it's more difficult. So I mostly, since I'm a mom, I mostly organize fashion shows in Switzerland mm -hmm. and I only travel like for work for the fashion weeks. Before I was organizing more fashion shows abroad, but now it's very, very complicated. Mm -hmm. But I just reorganize things. And of course, my husband was uh, a huge <laughs> help with that. It's not possible by myself. <laughs> Definitely. But I would say it's just enriching. And the life is so much better since I became mom. Yeah. And my career really didn't suffer. So I know a lot of women, they're just worried that what maybe it's not the time because 
I'm just so focused on career, but you can make it work. That's amazing. I love how you're putting it. And I definitely agree. So guys, ladies, you can have it all. Don't worry. If Isabella can, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Is there something you actually wish you knew before you started your career? Uh, Definitely there there are a few things. For example, (laughs) I would prefer if someone teach me really how to negotiate very well. That would definitely help me (laughs) with many things. And uh, something that I've learned through the way uh, my career, but I would say don't compare yourself to anyone and anyone's journey because everyone's journey is different. We are different. So never look at someone, but just stay focused on your own path. Yeah, definitely. That's amazing. (laughs) What is, in your opinion, the most important thing you would need to know before pursuing a career in luxury? Be it creating a brand, being a model, designer, just creating events. Like, What is, for you, the most important thing you need to be aware of? I think that um, you need to be aware in all these businesses. You need to have a knowledge of them. So do your own homework before you do something, before you launch a new business, you need to do your homework. With being a mom, it's a bit different. You just have to go for it (laughs) (laughs) because there is never a good time. Yeah, Mm. or a manual. (laughs) Yes. Um, And for for the fashion and luxury, I would also add that really focus as well on networking. And mm-hmm. just have a good, nice network of yeah, contacts. that's very important. I agree. And so the last question I always like to ask my guests is, I'm pretty sure you've had an experience where you felt either you're the only one to live it, maybe to think it, or that you felt alone at some point. Can you maybe tell us what it was? Probably it was a thought or a fear, maybe when you started. And also, what would you tell other people that, you know, might be thinking the same thing you thought? Um, so there was quite a lot of experiences like that. <laughs> and when I felt that I'm the only one having that yeah. problem at the moment. Actually, when I think about that, there is one experience that really comes to my head, which was quite impacting on my career. I was working on launching a new business. It was very international in Saint-Tropez. I was very excited about that business and I already invested a lot of time and effort and also financial resources. But I just, at some point, I started to have doubts about my business partner Mm -hmm. who seems to be too perfect to be real at some point. And Mm -hmm. I just, before I really dive in, I just listened to my feelings my my gut feelings and i and i pulled off from that project mm-hmm. i at the beginning i had my some regrets i was i wasn't sure if i done great if that's what i supposed to do but with mm-hmm. time i realized that it was really great because yeah. i find out that this person actually end up in prison for some financial <gasps> fraud no yeah so so really it wasn't something that was obvious Mm-hmm. It just was my my feelings. It was yeah. it was my intuition, and I listened to my intuition at that point like never before, and yeah. it turned out to be the right decision. So I think men very often women have yeah. that within themselves. They just feel that maybe that's something they should do, or maybe that's something they shouldn't do, 
and by ignoring that inner voices, it can be really harmful. So I think it's it's very important that we own our feminine power and we, we listen to our intuition. Definitely. We're always right. The gut always knows. Yes. When you don't feel something in your bones, you don't do it. Exactly. Exactly. That's a- Perfect, perfect tip. And I'm so glad for you that you actually didn't fulfill that job that you were trying to do that uh, new business venture because in the end, you know, maybe it could have been worse for you. So good on you for listening to yourself. (laughs) Yes, I'm very grateful that I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So everyone who's listening, if you feel like something's wrong or not correct for you, you're probably right. Don't be afraid of saying no and walking away. Exactly. Any situation, business, friends, love, whatever, if you're not feeling it, turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so to end this chat with a little bit of a happy, lighthearted note, I'm going to ask you a couple of game questions that I created for this episode. Oh, Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> okay. First one. What person, dead or alive, would you love to have dinner with if you could? Andy Warhol. Oh, I love that choice. I can see the art in you. (laughs) Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? 10 minutes late. Yes, another one. (laughs) Same for me. Heels or flats? Both, (laughs) depending on the time of the day. (laughs) Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, Magazines or books? Magazines. Fashion or art? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> fashion. Okay. Spring or winter? Spring. Hot or cold? Hot. Spicy or sweet? Sweet. And do you wake up early or sleep out if you could have the chance? Oh, I wake up early. Oh my God, I feel, (laughs) see, every person I've asked this question, even like my friends, they always say early and I'm starting to feel like I'm the only one that likes to sleep out. (laughs) Well, it might change for you as well. Who knows? Yeah, it's probably your son, right? That makes you wake up early. Yes, because I really want to make sure I wake up before him so I can have just a little bit of time to start the day properly with my morning rituals. (laughs) Okay, so maybe once I have a kid, I'll start waking up early. We'll oh, see. You will I'll get back to choice. you on that. You, know, you will not have a choice. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that in a couple of years. I'll message right. you. <laughs> um, so thank you so, so much, Isabella, for chatting with me today. You are amazing, and it's been a great time. I learned so much about you, about organizing events, and I hope everyone did as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for inviting me, for listening to me. It was really brief. I could speak about the subject for a long time. We would need probably a <laughs> bottle of wine. Uh, oh my God, yes. Yes, or champagne to discuss Yes, it. But oh I hope God. that at least gave you some ideas about the industry that I really love. And I, I really hope that nowadays with the situation, this industry yeah. will not suffer. Oh, I hope so. I'm curious to see what happens, though, now moving forward. 
too. <laughs> so as always, guys, um, you're going to find Isabella's links for her Instagram and Defile events in the episode description, as well as our own Instagram, which is to remind you at Pretty Sure Podcast, where you can contact us, you can send us a DM, you can send us an email, you can even look us up on Facebook and send us your feedback, questions, or anything else. And I'll see everyone next week. Peace out. Thank you.